Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning into Daily Delights. This is Chef Kristen, your host, and today we're discussing pairing your foods. You know, so a lot of people tend to think of food pairing as, you know, being snobby or for, you know, the upper echelon, that type of thing, but it's actually not. Um, it's kind of, I guess, picking up and becoming more mainstream, and so, you know, most oftentimes than not, you'll see it, you'll start to kind of see it being done with um, several different occasions. Like, I see it a lot now during brunches. Uh, Also, I see it a lot where, so it's not just involving wine anymore. A lot of people or places um, actually create or cultivate a menu where it could be anything from wine to beer to, like, you know, just all different types of spirits. So I've seen, like, whiskey menus. I've seen people do it with tequila, all types of things. And then, you know, just like, you know, I guess traditionally it would either be your wine and your meal or, like, wine and different cheeses. I've seen uh, beer and different cheeses done. I've literally seen uh, different meals done with the different beers or spirits as well. So, I mean, it's definitely becoming more mainstream. And then, you know, it's not as hard as, you know, you have to, most people seem to think it is, uh, where, I mean, literally it's just building flavor profiles, you know, but more uh, more oftentimes than not, when you're creating your own meals, usually you're doing that with the seasonings that you're using uh, when you're cooking your meals. So, I mean, pretty much pairing is literally kind of the same. It's pretty much the same concept. I'm sorry. Uh. It's just kind of taking it a step further with your alcohol. And so with that being said, there are two main rules or principles when you're pairing uh, your drinks with your food. So the first one would be contrast. So, you know, you can pick drinks with, you know, notes and or characteristics that um, somewhat contrast to the flavors of your food. So, for instance, uh, if you are doing something where your meal is like really sweet or the food item is very sweet, uh, you could actually tend to pair it with something that's more like has tangy or tart flavors or like even citrus notes, that type of thing kind of really works well. So, you know, whatever it is, kind of like a yin and yang thing concept, I guess, like just try to create that balance. So if it tastes very sweet, do something a little more tangy or sour. If it tastes tangy or sour, do something with more maybe like flower notes in it or, you know, sweet notes, you know, that type of thing. So then the second concept or rule would be mirroring. So that would be you choose something that complements the food so that you ensure that they all have similar characteristics. Uh, so I guess perfect example is Moscato. I love, a lot of people love Moscato wine. So traditionally, Moscato is actually a um, dessert wine. So when you're drinking something like sweeter, and uh, I'm sorry, when you're eating something sweeter, like a dessert or something like that, um, and then I would say something sweeter and more creamy or like a custard-based something, then I would pair a Moscato wine with that. Um, or you could do even like a whiskey with like vanilla notes, you know, something that's been, you know, stored in like a vanilla aged barrel or something, you know, something along those lines. And then even sometimes you can do a combination of the two with 
contrasting and mirroring and something like that would kind of come into play with you know your more subtle uh wine spirits or beers you know that would kind of come into play then and so next we're actually going to talk about the impact the body and the alcohol and so impact is basically you know the beginning of it all so you know think about the effect that you want your overall overall meal or um meal to have or to feel like like what's the overall experience you want so that would be what your impact is you know do I want people to feel a certain way you know how do I want my you know just kind of everything literally from I guess it basically the impact would be the mood that you set with the alcohol and so then there's body and so body is exactly the way it sounds overall it's about the weight, the feel, the texture of the alcohol. So some um, alcohols are even described as light, medium, or full body. You know, I was once told to think of body as the same theory you use when it comes to milk. I know it sounds a little gross, it sounds a little surprising, I'm sorry, but kind of hear me out. So think along the lines of, you know, you have skim milk, you have 2%, you have whole, you have light cream, you have heavy cream, and they're all different consistencies, all different textures, all different flavors, all different, I guess, fullness, you know, when it comes to the milk. So kind of think of it the same exact way. You know, you have um, different wine, spirits, or beer. Some of them are, I guess, what you would call heavier or more full-bodied. Some of them are lighter, like you have a light beer, or you have lighter wines, uh, same thing, and even wines, wine wise. I'm sorry, you have red and you have white, so you have a difference in bodies with the red, it's just like you have a different in bodies with the white. Uh, same thing with spirits, you have spirits that are more aged than others, and the ones that are more aged than the others tend to sometimes they can be more robust. And then sometimes actually it can be a little more sweeter. So, you know, it kind of just depends. And so then talking about alcohol, you have to look at the percentage of the alcohol or the proof. So, you know, the higher the um, content, the more intensified the alcohol will tend to be. You know, you want to... You want your pairing to be more balanced. Again, that yin and yang factor or concept or theory. Uh, so if you're doing a tasting or a series of drinks, start with the lighter impact and then move to the bigger or fuller body uh, body drinks later. So what I mean by that is say, you know, you're doing a tasting menu or you're doing whole dining experience and each food item is start with something uh or your pair i guess your start on your pairing menu with something that has either less of an alcohol percentage or smaller alcohol alcohol percentage or and then work your way up to the fuller bodied alcohols or the uh, alcohols that have a higher content and then that way, you know, you can build the flavor profile because what you don't want to do is start with the heavier content or the fuller bodied and then work your way down and have it scattered all over the place. Because when you drink the fuller bodied or the more alcohol content, it tends to 
I don't know how to... I guess the intensity of the alcohol can affect the actual pairing of it. So once you get to those smaller or lesser alcohol or lesser fully bodied drinks, then, you know, you actually won't even be able to taste them at that point. And then you won't be able to taste, you know, the different notes that they've used or the different, you know, characteristics that are actually involved in that certain alcohol. And then it even affects, believe it or not, the tasting or the quality of the food as well. Certain things and ingredients in the food or characteristics or notes in the food you won't be able to taste as well. So moving forward, we're going to be talking about brightness and acidity. And so the two go hand in hand. And so acidity tends to brighten your dish. Um, And it helps to brighten with um, the meal. It actually kind of tends to, it's almost like a palate cleanser. Um, So some wines have more acid than others. And then, um, again, like something, so for example, you can have a wine beer or spirit even that has more of the citrus notes so they have like lemon they have um or lemon or even lime or whatever citrus sometimes i mean literally i've had beers that have grapefruit you know whatever it doesn't matter what the citrus is they have citrus undertones or um you can have some that and usually the citrus is usually paired more often with I guess the flop more flowered notes so you can even have some that have um like chamomile is actually used a lot um what else um some like literally like a lot of flower scents that are used in perfume are used in alcohols as well um it's just literally like scientifically those note those notes and smells and whatnot because they're so uh, familiar I guess to our sensory level different sensory um I guess and un- not under tones uh just different sensory I guess detectors that we have um they tend to be used in kind of sort of everything like I say from perfumes to food even to drinks to a lot of those different things so going back to what I was initially saying those same um whether it be the wine, the beer, or the spirits that have those more citrus or flower notes in them tend to be the ones that are more acidic. And those also tend to be the things that can like cleanse the palate. So, you know, even when you're eating something as rich as um, like say lamb or like a really like braised rib or, you know, something like that where you're drinking uh fuller bodied red wine um some of them tend to like even like a merlot or like a cabernet they'll tend to have more of the citrus notes um than the sweeter notes or the like the vanillas that type of thing and so usually those can kind of cut the rich richness in the food that you're eating so that would be what the acidity and the brightness would be and so again that's very helpful because when you're eating your food it kind of tends to cut that fat you don't want to keep you know, the, regardless of whether I guess the food is actually fatty in content or not, the the richness, richness comes from um, tends to come from either the fat in the food or um, I guess the amount of iron that your food has, and so that can actually kind of coat your tongue to where as though you might not be able to taste a lot of different things, whether it be a lot of different things in your meal or more of the spirits or you know whatever it is that you're drinking. 
So the acidity and the brightness and the alcohol tends to, you know, become a palate cleanser. So that way you can kind of get back into the groove and enjoy whatever it is that you're and so, you know, carbonation will actually do the same thing. So that's why oftentimes when we're eating something rich or we're eating like a burger, for instance, a lot of people are like, oh, I need a nice soda to wash this down with because that carbonation actually cuts through that richness in the iron and the fat that the burger has. Um, another thing, I mean, we haven't really talked about it a lot, but um, champagne, actually, although some of them can be very sweet, champagnes are actually very acidic and they also obviously have carbonation as well so that's why champagne is good you can have a you know a glass of champagne and you can pair champagne with something like um lobster or something that's um like a very buttery or rich or fatty seafood and then you can turn around and also pair it with something that's um very sweet like uh or rich like chocolate you know that type of thing because it has the that brightness and that acidity and it also has the carbonation which again does the same thing um that kind of breaks that fat or that iron down and you know you can actually be able to enjoy it and doesn't you know get that thick coating on your tongue and you know it's just more enjoyable so you know just overall have fun experiment you know, live a little, let's not take, you know, take it too seriously and be too harsh on ourselves, you know, while we're learning. And just remember, you know, a lot of times when we make mistakes, it can be, you know, some of our best teachers. So, you know, Lord forbid you pair the wrong type of whatever with the wrong food item, you know, we're learning, you're learning, just take it easy on yourself have fun, learn as you go, and, you know, just practice makes perfect. Just enjoy yourself. Um, And then even if you decide, hey, I want to participate more in these different dining experiences that I see that are being offered where I can, you know, I might not have enough confidence on myself or I might want to be able to gain a little bit more knowledge. Sometimes, you know, a lot of us are very much so uh, hands-on type of personalities so don't be afraid to say hey I'm gonna participate in this local event or that local event or you know I see this chef has a menu that has a pairing um, that is a pairing menu or whatever like just go in dive in enjoy yourself and have some fun and so you know also don't forget to follow us on Instagram at our daily delights that is O-U-R D-A-I-L-Y D-E-L-I-G-H-T-S That is our daily delights Also you can subscribe to This podcast by downloading it And again hitting subscribe To on any of um, Any of the podcast Platforms that are out there And the podcast is Daily delights And then you know just thank you for tuning in As always, thank you to the loyal listeners. Thank you to the ones that are becoming loyal listeners and that have kind of become more avid listeners as well. Thank you so much for your support. Can't thank you enough. And don't forget to tune in next Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to see what we'll be discussing on Daily Delights then. You all have a great week. Hopefully you learned something. And thank you again.